Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast, where we're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events, turning our attention this time to statistical evidence in False Claims Act cases and maximising opportunities and overcoming challenges. Going live with the event Wednesday, October 9th, running between 3pm and 4.30pm Eastern Standard Time, we're going to hear from a panel composed of Angela Pazagalia, PhD, a manager at Bait and White, and James Shaw, a partner at Shepherd. Finkelman, Miller and Shaw LLP. More information about our speakers, the full agenda and how to sign up and listen to the event, all found in the description box down below, along with the code PODCAST25. When used at checkout, that code gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now. My name is uh, James Shaw. I'm a litigator based in Philadelphia with the law firm Shepard, Finkelman, Miller and Shaw. Uh, I've been uh, litigating complex commercial and class action cases, as well as uh, KETAM cases uh, for the past 20 years. Um, uh, in terms of uh, the presentation, I'm going to be looking at statistical evidence in False Claims Act cases. And specifically, I'm going to be looking at a couple of uh, main areas. Uh, historically, statistical sampling and extrapolation in this field, the False Claims Act field, uh, was a well-accepted methodology for establishing damages uh, in such litigation. Uh, the distinction, however, and where the case law has been developing over the past five years is uh, now the, the courts are taking a look at whether or not st- statistical sampling can be used to prove damages in FCA claims. So uh, we're going to take a look at uh, really the, the first case that addressed this, the Martin versus Life Care Uh, case in 2014, uh, which for the first time approved the use of statistical sampling to prove liability in FCA cases. And then we're going to look at cases thereafter that have reached a different conclusion uh, and take a look at why courts have reached different uh, opinions and different decisions as it relates to statistical sampling and extrapolation uh, on the liability front. And then lastly, we're going to look at a couple of recent Supreme Court decisions uh, as it relates to statistical sampling, although not in the FCA realm, to see if we can glean any information as to what the court's determinations in those cases uh, may uh, portend if and when it ever has to decide the issue uh, in the FCA field. So that's an overview of of what uh, I will be covering uh, during the presentation. Okay, my name is Angela Pizalia. I'm a manager at Bates White, which is an economics consulting firm based in Washington, D.C. My uh, PhD training is in statistics, so sampling is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, at Bates White, I've worked on a number of cases involving sampling, including both, uh, both FCA litigation, DOJ investigations, and then a number of cases outside of the life sciences arena, including insurance and residential mortgage-backed securities cases. So why is sampling a topic that's so exciting to me? Samples really are everywhere, um, from polling results to product reviews and even litigation. So um, samples have been used in litigation as early as the 1920s, and more recently they're sort of penetrating the FCA landscape. 
During the presentation, I'm going to, to focus on three basic topics, um, focusing on the methodology of sampling. So what is sampling and why is it important? Sampling can be a very helpful tool, but it's not appropriate in all contexts. I'm going to outline when it might be more or less appropriate to use in litigation. Second, I'm going to talk about some of the key aspects of sampling that one should evaluate when either rebutting or affirmatively presenting a sample in litigation. So I'll touch on topics like sample size, representativeness, and bias. And finally, I'll um, refer to the rulings in litigation a bit to tell us how the courts are thinking about some of these methodological considerations. For example, it's pretty well undisputed that if one can review each individual claim, they should. So how many claims is too many for individualized review? We'll talk about some of these topics and more um, during the webinar next week. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. For more information about our speakers, be sure to check the description box down below. You'll also find the full agenda of what they intend to cover and how information on how to sign up and listen to the event. We look forward to seeing you on our October 9th. And until then, take care. Bye for now.